There might be a handful of questions rummaging around Joe Biden's mind right now. Questions like, where am I? Oh my, what is that smell? But the boys have been wondering, does Joe Biden know who Kamala Harris is? On this episode of The Launch Boys, the boys dig into her past and oof. Hey, what's up? Welcome to The Launch Boys, episode 17. Uh, big news this week. Uh, Joe Biden picked who we are voting on for president uh, <laughs> for this coming election. Sick. Um, or rather, he found out who everybody else picked for him. <laughs> you could say, uh, I think she just smelled the best. Oh. Is probably how he picked. <laughs> it was um, all that brill cream. But. It, <laughs> yeah, <in> case, <laughs> Oh, oh. Um, in, ca- in case you haven't heard, I can say that. In case you haven't, my mom literally used to put brill Joe- cream in my hair. Oh, oh man! Uh, right. Joe Biden picked Kamala Harris for Kamala. the uh, for his vice president spot. The or obvious the pick, or the obvious. Who would have thought the height? <laughs> Which one called me a racist? I want to right. pick that one to and, prove I'm not racist. And believed his accusers of sexual assault. Right. Also. Yeah. Um, the direct quote, I think, something like, oh, I believe Biden's accusers. We have to believe people who come forward with something like that. It's like, oh, well, you just tagged t- or you uh, signed a deal to be part of a team with a rapist racist so or racist joe rapist biden, i guess joe biden just became our all lives matter friend that's like no 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 no. look my black friend yeah. <laughs> oh. <laughs> right Goodness. um so the first and i think we said it we've done we did an episode on his potential vp picks um i think two or three episodes ago yeah i forget mm-hmm. um and we talked and i think we might have said this but i think it's absolutely crazy that in a time with probably the highest tensions between the public and the police, especially on the left, he decides to pick a prosecutor who has locked up a lot of people and a lot of minorities. Yeah, it's pretty awesome. It's uh, how many exactly? Was it over fifteen hundred? I think I saw nineteen. Ooh, hundred for marijuana specifically. Uh, fact check me on that. Impressive. It's a lot. Um, so so basically, what we're going to do today is. Uh, Go down the list of why she should be disqualifying, A, as, like, any person with some sense of common decency, and B, especially as a progressive, how her record should be disqualifying. And also Biden, but he'll be dead in February, so it doesn't matter. Wow, Jesus. (laughs) I saw saw a poll poll that said, like, 61% of Democrats don't think Biden's going to make it through his first term. That's Democrats. And I'm surprised it's that low. So we're voting. It's Trump and Harris. At this point, like it, it, that's just what it is. Maybe if to Biden's me, it's still lucky, funny. She'll debate Trump instead. Oh, that would be. Still I, I fun. think. I think for a, a massive power move, Trump should at the debates just talk right past Biden and be like, "I'm not talking to you. You're going to be gone soon." <laughs> You're not Harris's relevant. proposal for healthcare is blah blah blah. <laughs> you know, sort of thing. I think that'd be such a power. Oh, play. which uh, and, <laughs> speaking of which, what is her healthcare proposal? Oh, it's like. It's Medicare for all, just it's like everybody's. Yeah. As it's, well as non-citizens. Sick. As well as non-citizens. So in case there wasn't enough of an incentive. Which I think like, you both are being it, xenophobic right now. Oh, especially me. You know, the, I might uh, first generation immigrant. Um, so what I think. We're all immigrants. <laughs> what Big I think it. is. Oh, right. What's really fun. Um, <laughs> what's really fun is that the media is pushing the narrative that she's a moderate. And I would just like to go down just like a brief list that we can come up with or why maybe that's not the case. Yeah. So first of all, on the healthcare thing. So back when it was looking like Bernie was the guy who was going to be the DNC's nomination, there was a lot of think tanks kind of, you know, guessing at what that policy, Medicare for all specifically would would cost the American taxpayer. Because again, there's no such thing as free anything from the government. It's all taxpayer funded policies and programs. Um, So even from like 
liberal institutions, they were estimating it was going to be like the lowest I think I ever saw was $3.1 trillion, which is, I don't know if you've been keeping up. That is, I think, uh, rough math, like 80 75% of what the budget is now on top of what we're already spending. I have a hard time thinking so, of numbers that high. It is. It's Evolution. hard. It, our brains haven't been <laughs> evolved and trained to deal with numbers that high. So, like, to, to say you're a moderate or not a progressive and that one of your proposals doubles the size of government um, is, like, patently insane. Also, her voting record is one of the most progressive, only beat out by Bernie and I think maybe two other people. Yeah, it, it's... And, and like like we had said in the last episode, or uh, the last episode we talked about this, she ran for president. We know her positions on a lot of things. Right. Oh, and she did it very poorly. That's the best part. Oh, well, and she is Tulsi Gabbard awful. nuked her. And one of the best things about her being the VP pick is I'm seeing all these videos where I get to see Tulsi Gabbard again and th- realize, oh, that's right. Some lefties are like kind of palatable. <laughs> oh, yeah. Henry, Henry posted on Facebook. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I think, uh, like Henry, you said, like this, despite political affiliation, what are your thoughts on Harris? And then, like every comment was, I would have preferred Tulsi, right? But, yeah. yeah, I was pleasantly <laughs> surprised. Oh. Uh, like I yeah. initially thought most people were going to bandwagon, but to see yeah. that there was discourse made me have hope for humanity. I yeah. I love so, that nobody seems excited about this Democratic pick. Like nobody, and it's if fascinating that they're still holding on. I feel like this should have been one of the biggest red flags that said, maybe our democracy is broken. Yeah. And also, I just, uh, I've got a quote from uh, Biden. Oh, I'm excited. Was this the quote? Yeah. (laughs) I think it's, it's it's a quote. Um, Amazing. So his quote is, Thanks, Henry. You make a lot of important decisions as president. But the first one is who you select to be your vice president. I've decided that Kamala Harris is the best person to help me take this fight to Donald Trump and Mike Pence and then to lead this nation starting in January 2021. And I know he's trying to say that we're going to lead alongside each other. But I feel like there's still a part of him that's like, I can't do this for four years. I mean, (laughs) like, not only that. But when he had the Skype call or Zoom call with her, has he his had notes, he had has, a script, has his phone upside down, has a script. It had to have been like take number thirty-two. <laughs> All right, yeah. Take your mask off. Take your mask off, sir. Sir, look at the screen. Yeah. Okay. And yeah. action. Oh. It, it'll be interesting to see if at the <laughs> convention he gives a speech at all. Or if they try to like edit together, they're gonna need like uh, James Cameron to edit that speech together. Maybe, they, maybe they'll like, put it in. inside of like a Pope mobile, and it's actually a hologram, and it's pre-recorded, yeah. and that's how we'll get away with it. Yeah. Um, Gosh, so, I don't want this so bad. I just want Joe Biden to talk as much as possible between now and November. Yeah, that's all I and want. The, what I hate is I don't think it'll make that much of a difference. It won't. Nobody is undecided on this election. Oh, <laughs> man. I hate the fact that that's probably true. And who would have known vote blue no matter who actually meant we're voting for police? <laughs> who would have thought? <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> so they it just is, have uh, no values. Go back and listen to what? Episode two? Zero. They just have zero. So, I mean, Republicans do just zero values. That's like yeah, Christian so the, conservatives trick themselves into thinking Trump grew up Christian. Oh, yeah. yeah. Especially I'm with like, all so his activities. First, yeah, that was yeah, the wrong the pussy first, to grab, um, Christian church. Yeah. <laughs> Especially his little Russian visit. That was my favorite. <laughs> Seriously. Coming straight out the kitchen. Don't want to copyright this thing. <laughs> That's an R. Kelly joke. <laughs> um... So one of the first things, she's done a lot of crazy stuff. Well, Um, on the progressive stuff, uh, she said in her first 100 days, if Congress doesn't agree to take away guns, that she'll do an executive order. You beat me to it. Oh, nice. Very aggressive, Um, I might add. (laughs) So 
Oh, so yeah. I, I actually, didn't her platform specifically say that she would take away all assault weapons? Assault weapons being a term that no one knows what that means. But that being said... Every weapon is an assault weapon. Yeah. <laughs> right. Like, because it's scarier, it's an assault weapon. Anyway, so didn't yeah. she say that she was going to take away all of them because no one but the military should have them? I was like, intruder alert! Intruder alert! <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so I actually just even saw a... So she has the one clip where she says... If Congress won't do anything, I will executive order the Second Amendment away, basically. Um, so Sick. like that just the sets audacity, and that like uh, nobody called her out. Even Joe was like, "I mean, you know, there's a process. You can't just do that." <laughs> and then what was her response? It was something along the lines of like, "Well, we'll change that." <laughs> yeah, I, I, I think that was it. But I even just saw a and they an say Trump's where, a dictator. Sorry, right? Brian. Yeah, right. You're, you're good. Uh, I just saw a clip that it was um, talking about the gun thing, and the reporter said, "Like a majority of Americans actually oppose banning AR-15s. Like they're the most popular hunting rifle, like a massively popular defense rifle. You know, like all of these sorts of things. So, like, if you're so pro-democracy and like what the people want, why why would you?" blatantly go against that and her response was well i mean how many terrible mass shootings have to happen before these people can learn sometimes you have to just do something because it's good for them even if they don't want it and i'm like whoa which is also wildly (laughs) inaccurate as far as i understand i don't think that ars are like the go-to for mass shootings um, there are actually more deaths from hammers oh yes than according to the fbi's yeah yeah, um, I actually have. Uh, I forget which that is. Is that just like their overall homicide stats? Yeah, I've got I've got an article right here. Let me skim it. Um, which hammer? Ban- banter, YouTube banter. Let me. Which let I me mean, let's it. just talk about that for a second. A hammer, that is quite the weapon of choice. That means I really am just gonna go for it. Right. I'm this not gonna not take the I easy a, way. I'm gonna bludgeon you. <laughs> <laughs> that is my preferred method of ending life. Um, okay, so according to the FBI, we find that all rifles, not just assault-style rifles, constitute on average 340 homicides per year from 2007 through 2017. When we adjust these numbers to take underreporting into account, that number rises to an average of 439 a year. There's an average of 30,000, not 15,000. Wait, how many? I like that they throw underreporting in there, as if it were COVID or something. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. So, it's, <laughs> so, thirty-six thousand Americans are killed by guns per year. Sixty-two percent of those are suicide. So that leaves us at around fourteen thousand, I think. So, three hundred out of fourteen thousand is approximately your likelihood to die from COVID. 0.02. <laughs> so about 2% of all gun deaths are AR-15, AR-15s, um, homicides. And I don't think self-defense is included in the homicide count. Um, correct me if I'm wrong. but Not that I, I'm aware, know. but I'm not sure. But like guns save millions of lives a year. According to the CDC, which I hear is gospel now. <laughs> um, so... To if you think you're going to make a dent in gun violence banning AR-15s, like you're just you're not looking at the numbers, you know. Well, um, we've seen right now with COVID that that is what we do: is we find a point zero zero two chance or a one percent chance of something going wrong, and then what we do is we make sweeping legislation or decisions in order to save other people because it's your responsibility to save them, and then we con these people into thinking that what they're believing. For or what they're doing is for the greater good. It's pandering. It's pandering, man. It's like, it's, it, I don't know. Like, I I listen to ideas like that, and it's funny to me that sometimes the people that have the most, the loudest negative opinion, not just a negative opinion, but the loudest negative opinion about firearms specifically, are people who generally don't own firearms or have never shot one. And so, like, if you shot an AR, the I mean, the the round is definitely bigger than like a nine millimeter pistol. But I mean, as it, this is not something that's gonna, and there is more power coming which, out of it. I'm not which, saying which, it's which like, even you know, that. Like, it's it's very specific. It's got more velocity. The projectile itself doesn't necessarily have to be bigger than 
uh, a handgun's caliber or anything like that. But it yeah. looks scary, and it looks like a GI Joe would use it. So it's bad. It, it's really just <laughs> easier to shoot. That's really what makes a rifle a rifle is that, it, especially like that type of a rifle, is it's just easier to shoot. It's easier to reload quickly. Um, it's compact. And it's easier to, to right. It's lightweight. Um, you have more control yeah. because when you're able to brace it against the the meat of your where your pec meets your uh, your underarm, there's a little bit less yeah. wiggle when you breathe and stuff. It's really that's all all this. It's all just functional stuff. But people go, oh, it's an assault weapon. Mainly because the same politicians that are trying to legislate your guns away learned what an assault weapon was because they watched their kid play Call of Duty. So it's just like, okay, <laughs> you know, like you yeah, don't, yeah. you literally um, are legislating things you have no understanding of. Which is why libertarianism I love so much because it doesn't rely on central planners that don't know enough about these random little industries to be able to make decisions, sweeping decisions for everybody. But See, I, I was, digress. I was actually just going to jump on that. You said the people who have the loudest opinion on guns and gun control have never shot or owned guns. People who are the loudest about business regulations have never run or owned a business either. Because they, they pander <laughs> to employees. They, they pander to oh, people lot, that yeah. look at CEOs and be like, why am I not being paid that much? Because you didn't take on the risk. You didn't invest the capital. You didn't stay up working, you know, 15-hour days. You know, you didn't do that. You didn't work harder than the CEO. <laughs> I mean, I feel like something about that language is triggering. I just don't know what it is. <laughs> well, it's the fact that, uh, like, when they see a CEO who, like, flies in a private jet, meanwhile, they had to, like, scrub someone's poop out of the bathroom at the restaurant they work at. They're like, oh, I work way harder than that guy, but it, it's, it's a just different fun. kind of hard. Well, there, there's so many things. I mean, and we have, I, I got to be careful not to go down into the rabbit hole of, like, business regulation and things like that. <laughs> but it's just interesting to me that those same people are the people who you have to realize that if you want to just whittle it down to, like, one thing. And, of course, there's so many more things to it. But if you whittle it down to one thing, you are paid out based on what you are bringing in. So if you are yeah. cleaning a toilet, you are not really, even in that moment, bringing in any revenue for the company. But if you are responsible for a whole like region of the country where all these stores exist and you're increasing sales across those stores, you are bringing in millions of dollars of revenue and are paid accordingly. So even though that guy's not on his hands and knees scrubbing a toilet, it doesn't necessarily make him better than you. Like You both are valuable people, but there's a big difference there, Plus- you know? Plus the uh, the whole idea of specialization and division of labor. Like, obviously engineers are paid more than janitors because anyone can be a janitor. Not everyone can be an engineer. Right. It's a supply and demand thing. There are less engineers. They're more scarce in the labor pool. So they get compensated for that. Plus it's a freaking hard job. Not saying janitors aren't a hard job, but, like, there's way more people who can be janitors than engineers. Right. Um, real fast, Michael Malice quote, uh, democracy and oh, government yay. are just uh, people making good businesses run worse by people who can't run businesses at all, and that's what government is. Yeah, and there will always be more employees than CEOs, and so it makes sense always. that government that's just how would. It works. And that's why mob rule is kind of dumb, and that's why democracy is stupid. No I mean, it's it. also a great reason. <laughs> To harness mob rule, <laughs> which is what we're seeing right now. Yeah, put on um, your mask. I, I don't want to get, I don't want to get too thrown off that path or uh, thrown off the path because we got pretty sidetracked on that. Yeah, Jake, you're raising your hand. I, I do. My favorite Kamala Harris thing, though. Can I, can I go yeah. back into that? Go so for this it. is I mean, that's what I was trying to get us back into. Yeah, awesome. Um, so this is my favorite Kamala Harris thing. So one of my favorite Netflix documentaries is called 13. Um, mm-hmm. It's about the 13th Amendment, which says neither slavery nor involuntary servitude, comma, except as punishment for crime, whereof the party has been duly convicted, comma, shall exist within the United States. So yep. um, that would be the abolition of slavery in the Constitution of the United States, you would think. But if you watch that documentary, it does a pretty decent job of saying, no, 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 no. Slavery was just repurposed. And it yep. makes the case of how like that one little bit in between those commas is why you have a disproportionate amount of, of black people specifically in the jail system. And I, it's very fascinating. And so yep. Kamala Harris, um, I think it was 2014. 
uh, there were some federal judges in California because they were having some forest fires and stuff like that. And um, they wanted to release nonviolent program or sorry, the forest fires at this point weren't relevant, but I'll get there. Uh, they wanted to release prisoners it's just because they were nonviolent. And so they were like, look, we don't need to have these people in prison. There's no victim. Uh, a very libertarian mm-hmm. thing to do, by the way. Um, and she was like, no. And <laughs> she uh, she and her teams claimed that uh, if they released those guys, then they would lose an important and uh, useful group of people for forced labor. And if you work in yep. jail uh, or if you do any labor in jail, they do pay you. And uh, what they pay you is uh, between 60 cents and about a dollar an hour, somewhere in that range. Um, yeah. And so I, th- my brain just immediately goes to AOC going, people are working modern day slave wages. You're correct. They are. Yeah. And it's because your democratic leaders are keeping nonviolent prisoners in jail so that they could take advantage of the slavery clause of the 13th amendment to get them to put out forest fires in your con- in your, yep. in your state. That's financially falling apart because you, you have so many social programs. So it's just like, if you're going to be for this woman because she's, you know, black and this is so great. Uh, and meanwhile, she's purposing the government to be able to enslave black people today. Like six years ago, this happened. Um, it's just crazy to me that we celebrate that. Yeah. And um, can we also just bring up the fact that uh, I think she was going after Biden in one of the debates saying something along the lines. I think it was she was attacking him on the busing uh, that I think uh, Biden had been a part of that process. And he was against it, her, it, yeah. Right. And it turns out, actually, didn't she grow up in Canada? I actually don't know. Somebody fact um, check me on that real quick. Even though I, I, have a, I have a computer right in front of me. Yeah, you have a I, I had a I had a point to piggyback off of Jake's. Um, so it was for the, uh, uh, the forest fires and a lot of the pres- prisoners were groundskeepers, janitors, and worked in prison kitchens, making from eight cents to thirty-seven cents per hour. And when uh, uh, the prisoner wait, uh, where is it? Oh, I'm looking in the yeah. So the prisoners' lawyers countered. Uh, that the corrections department could hire public employees to do the work. So they had to let the people go, and then the state was still like, you can hire people to come in and do it anyways. So it's like, oh, you were just... I'm sure she knew that was an option. I don't know if she knew that as an option, but still, not a great look. But uh, speaking of slavery, (laughs) I've got another point. Oh, Um, Kamala Harris uh, made it a crime to not send your kid to school and like habitually truant kids. Uh, so kids who were constantly skipping schools, their parents will get locked up. And there's a video out there, the creepiest video I've ever seen. I saw it like a few years ago and it's making its rounds again right now. It's her talking about how she sent out a bunch of letters to like basically every parent in the district saying this is now in effect and one of her friends showed it to her kids and was like, you see this, you see this? So if you don't go to school, you and me are gonna go to jail. And she said, so I guess we had the intended effect. Ha 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 ha. And I'm like, Jesus Christ, woman, are you okay? She does laugh at inopportune times when she talks about stuff like that. She, she she reminds me so much of um, people. What did you send in the group chat? Oh, yeah, oh I'm so sorry. Here. I was just sending that to Henry. I wasn't trying to throw you off. Oh, you're good. Um, <laughs> I was fact checking Henry. That. She did grow up in uh, Canada for a little while when she oh, was in her earlier age. So anyway. Uh, she reminds me of a lady on like NCSI or something who's like, the hardened detective who's like whatever it takes to get it done but it's just really bad at her job in real life mm-hmm. that's who she reminds me she even like dresses and looks like it a little bit well she um, is a, a terrible politician uh she was the first one out of the presidential debates for a reason the fact that andrew yang I, was more interesting to people than her is hilarious 
Yeah, could I finish that <laughs> truancy point though? Because I oh, think please, please, sorry. Yeah, interesting behind that, like philosophically. Okay. So there's, I I would argue there's a decent argument to be made that property taxes mean you don't actually own your home because if somebody can just take it from you for not giving them more money after you've already paid for it, then you don't actually own it. It's not yours. You don't control it the way private property would do. So what does it mean that what what's the implication going from there to if you don't send your kids to our institution to teach them what we think is important, we're going to take you away. To me, there's an implication that we own your kids almost. Am I crazy on that? Do you see where I'm coming from? I a hundred percent agree with that, by the way. I think it's very logically consistent to say that if you're paying taxes on something that you already own, then technically you mm-hmm. don't own it. Right. Um, yeah. and so if that, if you take that logic and you apply it to anything else, like if you don't do this with this, then this, well, who has com- power over this then? And the and answer like, in that situation is the government, meaning they have, j- yeah, go ahead. Yeah. I'll- I was going to say, just before people jump down our throats, we're not saying parents own their kids, but it is robbing the kids of their level of self-ownership to decide whether they... And it's robbing the parents of their ability to be the the caretaker of their children. So it's almost like a nanny, right? So it's almost like Mm -hmm. the state employs parents to nanny the state's children in that sense. So it's not, you know, people can jump down our throats over whatever, you know, failing of the English language that they want. But at the end of the day, the point is the same, is that you either are the one responsible for your children or the state is. And in this situation, Kamala Harris would postulate that the state is responsible for your children. And that's a terrifying place to be. Jumping off that, she believes in child care for all because apparently the state doesn't have enough time with your kids that they want them at an even younger age. But like oh, on man. top of that, like how how does the fine help anybody? How does that help your constituents? I I think it's a I think it's jail time, not a fine. Well, isn't it the for truancy? Yeah, I mean I might be misremembering. I thought that. it was twenty five hundred bucks, but I could be. Wrong. Oh well, either like that disproportionately will harm the people progressives yeah. think they're they're trying to help like 2500 bucks especially to a lower income family is even to middle class families that's a fine that will wreck their year yeah. financially our savings rate in this country is abysmal so like you're just using the threat of ruining people's lives to get people to send them to your daycare center your schools are garbage US government like it's not that important that people go there. And then you have those issues too, where the left for, for the, and even for the right in a lot of ways, because with a lot of the issues with the military industrial complex that the right is incredibly in love with. Um, and it, I I mean, let me just straight say that like, you know, if you serve in the military, (laughs) like I'm not against you as an individual or what you've done in the past as an individual, like I, I don't blame I don't blame or hate or have issues with any of that, but I don't support the troops. So like that's like a uh, one of those things that's like tough to hear because people are like, you know, support the troops and it's like, well, I don't. That doesn't mean that like the individuals out there I I don't support, but like they are an arm of the state to basically imperialize the world. And so mm-hmm. like the issue is like on the right, what they say whenever there's an issue with the with the military industrial complex, oh well it needs more funding. We need to increase our defense spending. And then on the left, what they just apply it to social issues because they don't really as much talk about those things. And it's like, oh well the reason those schools aren't as good as they need to be is because we need more funding. And so this will help make sure that if those kids aren't going that we're getting the funding that we need. And it's like uh, n- no. It if the answer is always more it. money, then something's broken. Yeah, quick throwback to one of our previous episodes. The state spends on average $13,000 per student per year. So if you think you need more funding, I don't think you know what you're doing. Which, by the way, is way more expensive than the average uh, private school. And so, or yeah. in line, depending on where you live and things like that. But it, yeah. way more expensive than the private school I went to, like pr- almost double. Um. So while you think about that, I just wanted to clarify real quick. From the Washington Post, it says... Uh, Harris would send yearly letters to all parents in the San Francisco school district warning that having regular unexcused absences was against the law. Prosecutors from her office would 
Hold mediation sessions with parents and truant students. If that failed, Harris's office would prosecute parents in a specialized truancy court. It was an extreme measure Harris indicated and penalties included a fine up to $2,500 or up to one year in jail. Yes! <laughs> yes. Um, oh, and also that, just to, so to clarify um, a point earlier about her being in Canada, um, she attended Westmount High School in Westmount, Quebec. So you've, there's that. Yeah, I mean, that truancy thing, it, it freaks me out. Because why is... The state schools are a religion to statists because it has to be. Like, that's where you get your, your propagandizing done. We wrote the textbooks. The state approves the textbooks. They approve the history that gets to be taught. Like, that's where they get to take credit for everything they didn't do. You know, so, like, I get why they have such a stranglehold on wanting kids to be forced into their system but wow, is it creepy when you hear her talk so blatantly like, so I guess it had the intended effect. I scared the crap out of this family of four that mommy might go to jail if they don't want to go to school. <laughs> you know, it's just, it's creepy hearing. I mean, it makes a hundred percent sense why the government would want to do stuff like that. Why it's yeah. in their best interest. What I don't understand is how did these career politicians still have constituency? That's what blows my mind. So I don't think people pay attention they either don't pay attention or there's a chance that they like it i mean california is tanking and there are definitely lefties over there that are super stoked and she was in san francisco as well which is one of the most horrible parts of california right now and when she was in san francisco can i just point out something that just cracks me up uh supposedly she was in a relationship with the guy that ended up being the mayor, she was 29, he was 60. Uh, yes! Yep. Sick. And supposedly he was still married. Uh, uh, oh, yeah! Um, I mean, polygamy's fine. Oh. It's consenting adults, right? For what's important, you come to the lunch boys. <laughs> you know, that's like... Um, basically what hillary did with uh bill clinton is is like how many women are you molesting i'm gonna run for president someday i'll tolerate this <laughs> it just doesn't oh matter oh my gosh i don't know it does just, it's not such, matter it's so weird they we make pretend like all these morals matter and we're just throw them out the window it's awesome i'm a big fan yeah Speaking well that's that's being, uh oh go ahead ryan i was gonna say speaking of being an immoral monster we have another <laughs> example of how Kamal is the worst. So there was a... Uh, Immoral monster. <laughs> there's this guy, George Gage. Uh, he's an electrician with no criminal record. He was charged in 1999 with sexually abusing his stepdaughter who reported the allegation uh, years later. The case largely hinged on the stepdaughter's testimony and Mr. Gage was convicted. This is from a New York Times article called Kamala Harris Criminal... Uh, Kamala Harris was not a progressive prosecutor, is the title, just by the way. Um, Afterward, the judge discovered that the prosecutor had unlawfully held back potentially exculpatory evidence, including medical reports indicating that the stepdaughter had been repeatedly untruthful with law enforcement. Her mother even described her as a pathological liar who lives her lies. In 2015, when the case reached the United States Court, uh, Court of Appeals for the Ninth Circuit in San Francisco... Uh, Miss Harris's prosecutors defended the conviction. They pointed out that uh, that Mr. Gage, while forced to act as his own lawyer, had not properly raised the legal issue in the court as the law required. Mr. Gage is still in prison, serving a 70-year sentence on a technicality for something we know was wrong. Now, wow. Uh. So. My petition is she doesn't get any power above hall monitor at an elementary school <laughs> ever. <laughs> Dang. You know what real. every lefty listening to our show just like felt when you read that? What? Yes! Yeah. <laughs> <Woo>! <laughs> That's our person. Oh, God. Beat Trump! God. Yes! Because he's a tyrant hey. and a dictator and a threat to our democracy and an immoral bastard. Yes! But good news, <laughs> good news, good news. Lefties, left, let me level with you. 
I get it. You want a woman president. Good news. You can have one. Joe Jorgensen. Ah. <laughs> She's too white. Get out. She might be, but <laughs> man, is she so much smarter than all these other idiots. <laughs> she is so much smarter. Until she tweets, then she's like, you know. Oh, just uh, real quick. <laughs> we were talking about um, her being progressive, right, at one yeah. point. Kamala. And, yeah, there was this question that was posed to her where a 16-year-old, I believe, or she, must, she was oh. around that age, and she's yeah. like, um, how do you feel about the idea that maybe lowering the age or eligibility to vote to 16? And Kamala's like, that's a great idea. Um, thoughts? Potential concerns. Oh, there's actually another video of her saying, oh, 18 to 24-year-olds are oh, some yeah. of the stupidest people on earth. <laughs> so we <laughs> saw that. She flopped on that one. And I agree with I Kamala didn't know there. That. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's a goodie. I agree with Kamala there. I, I'm... If we're going to have a democracy, I this is I think we should just cut out anybody who's not contributing. If you take out more than you put in, you don't get to vote. That that's step 1 to abolishing democracy is cut that pool in half. Cuz obviously you're going to vote for vote to take people's money to give to you if you're not contributing. And like and even gonna, if you that, are contributing, you're going to figure out a way to get that system to balance in your favor. Um, oh, I, I know, but man, the idea of people who take out more than they put in, and that's 50% of the country, the bottom or, 50% of earners, according to the IRS. Just uh, the so idea that's that... 50% of people. Yeah, and even just the idea that someone whose prefrontal cortex is not completely developed is making decisions about taxes four states yeah. away. Is just and people asinine who have never paid taxes get to decide what taxes are, or they don't even really they haven't even felt taxes. Like I remember when I was in high school, yeah. I used to work at Chick Fil A. Of course I did, and <laughs> I used to work at Chick Fil A. And like I would see the taxes coming on my check, and I'd be like, "Okay, boo, frickety who?" Like I don't care. And it wasn't until I was out of college that I saw like how much money I actually made. And when my student loans started to hit, and I was like, "Holy crap!" Like I'm barely making ends meet right now. And mm-hmm. I saw just how much money was getting taken out of my check. And I got a really clear picture of how much of it was federal because after college, um, I moved to Austin, Texas. And in Texas, there's no state income tax. So I saw literally nothing but federal tax. And it was obscene. And it was just yeah. like, what What in the actual frick does like a 22-year-old who's like in college trying to make sure that trans people can use whatever bathroom they use. Like you don't even freaking know like what's the happening. And you don't own a car in a lot of cases. If you do, it's like some podunk thing that you don't have to pay any real property taxes on. If you get anything nice for yourself, that cost keeps going up. And the older I get, the more I realize yeah. just how, number one, how absolutely just ignoramus I was when I was 24 and below and that's not to say that 24 year olds now don't have anything valuable to say I'm just saying that like look I value your youth but (laughs) the older you get the more you realize how much you didn't know and then also the second thing is like man taxes suck it sucks so much and so it blows my mind when people are like oh well the rich need to pay their fair share that always trickles down and you get uh, Reagan like bizarro Reagan (laughs) economics (laughs) <laughs> um, and, and the uh, what what turned me off the most is the idea that you don't get a choice. He, and like obviously that's it's coercive by nature taxes, but then you get you, you see the trillions spent bombing countries over lies. Ugh. Like that that's the thing that really turned me off to the entire system in general. Is like if when it came out that Iraq was lied about uh, with those WMDs and whatever. Uh, I was like, if you're going to lie us into a war with a death count of upwards of a million we know now, then you have no authority over anyone's life here if you're going to disregard foreign lives so blatantly. It's crazy that you have to constantly remind people about that. People forget yeah. so easily. It's like, oh, Iraq, wasn't that like all BS? Oh, yeah, but like my guy will be better. It's like, no, <laughs> no, yeah, they won't. probably not. <laughs> Well, but also, I mean, I feel if like I'm not mistaken, Joe Biden this. supported that. I th- I think so. He was for but the like, Iraq also, war. On a on on Biden, uh, he should be disqualified because he stood there while while Obama drone striked the crap out of brown children in the Middle East and didn't obviously didn't 
cause much of a ruckus about it. He just sat there and let that happen. He should be disqualified. If you actually care about Black Lives Matter, guess what? There's a lot of black lives buried in Yemen and Syria and Libya and Afghanistan because of Obama. So, maybe, maybe. If you're anti-police brutality and not anti-war, you're just pro-police brutality overseas. So, maybe look into that. And even worse, because then you're getting burnt alive and you're getting, you're hanging out with your family and then all of a sudden you get blown up. Everything you know is on fire. Like, it's way worse than anything we've seen over here. It's or, also, your ports and, or your ports and bridges are being blown up so your uh, children are starving of cholera or uh, dying of cholera. And I don't know if you know what cholera is, but it's when you crap and vomit yourself to death. So there's two-year-olds crapping themselves to death because we're f- selling bombs to Saudi, uh, to the Saudis to then go wage a war against the civilians of Yemen. That's my take. So I, I mean, hate like, the Yemen so, thing so much. It drives me crazy. But like, that's the thing. It's not just like an instant right it's their entire lives the wars over there have been going on for decades and so essentially imagine your entire life was ruined your family's lives were ruined your children's lives were ruined it is just one continuation of tragedy yeah and we Uh, paid for it we are literally the arms dealers of the middle east and between us and russia we have kept that place a war-torn and and dangerous place for years and it there's just so much evil that we do as a nation and like i just wish i could explain especially to right-leaning people especially christian right-leaning people like how much murder we do constantly and how the state Mm -hmm. co-ops your mind to support it like that's why it's like such a like i I tread lightly my father served in the marine corps and i love that my dad served in the marine corps because it's a lot of who he is you know what i'm saying but like there's Mm -hmm. a side of me though that like always feels like icky when i think it but it's true is like i don't support the troops not because of them it's more that i don't support the government that commands them and is asking asking them to go overseas and murder people like well at the same time like the it's it's multifaceted right so it, I don't think it's necessarily fair to say that all the troops are responsible for all of the activities that take oh, place. No, uh, no that's not what I'm saying at all. Right. That's yeah. not I what I'm saying at all. I just clarify that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Because like, that's the hard part, though. Is like That's how propaganda works. As you say, support the troops. And it's like now you feel like a douche when you're trying to say, well, I don't. But there's a reason for it. And maybe support the troops. Me saying I don't support the troops is not really what I'm trying to say. It's the right. fact that I don't support... The fact that we have a government that is going overseas and bombing children. Like, that doesn't mean that I don't like the guy that signed up for the armed forces. Matter of fact, if that guy was actually doing what I believe our tax dollars should be paying for, um, I absolutely support the troops in that sense. You know what I mean? So it's the same thing with Blue Lives Matter where it's like I don't hate police officers. But, like, at the same token, I don't like that they have a monopoly on violence and they can just, like, take you off the street, thanks, Obama, for any reason. They can sit on your neck and kill you. They can just, like, all this different stuff. I'm just like, it doesn't mean that police officers, like, I think of Officer Brett, who, I don't know his last name and I don't need to give it. But the bottom line is, like, I think of him who, like, used to work out with us at church and, like, was such a fun person to be around. That doesn't mean I dislike Officer Brett. It just means I don't support the police. And so it's like this line that we have to walk that becomes very difficult speaking of police uh just to get back on topic because i know we've talked about a lot of these things before sorry henry to cut you off it's okay i just feel like we got down a rabbit Mm -hmm. hole a little bit i was just gonna say one quick thing that i just think is interesting and that is how these groups probably it almost needs to just be like reinforced that we do support them and that they also are supporting one another and they hold each other accountable. And I correct me if I'm wrong, but the Marines essentially sign an oath to uphold the Constitution. And like now might be a great time to just kind of bring that up. Also, I love hearing uh, lefties talk about the Constitution because they've been talking about it a lot with this Trump executive order thing with the stimulus. Like, that's unconstitutional. It's like, when have you ever cared about the Constitution ever? I mean, we did lock down the the nation. Uh, Yeah, shredded the Constitution. The right to peacefully assemble was thrown in the garbage, like, by law. So the Constitution's been dead, but now it's really... We just set... uh, we just set the pyre on fire. 
Anyways. Oh, oh can I uh, share a joke from the Lunch Boys Twitter before you make your point, Ryan? Do it. <laughs> awesome. So this is a shameless plug to follow us on Twitter because sometimes we have good jokes. Joe Biden yep. tweeted um, uh, yesterday, this morning, little girls woke up across the nation, especially black and brown girls, who so often may feel overlooked and undervalued in our society, potentially seeing themselves in a new way as the stuff of presidents and vice presidents. And Lunch Boys podcast tweeted, we're so glad that little black and brown girls were able to look up to an old white man as the gatekeeper of their opportunities rather than the fruits of their labor. <laughs> oh. Uh. Oh. Oh. That deserves I mean. a real good... <laughs> you can run and tweet that. <laughs> um, but just to keep crapping on kamala again our future presidential candidate our future president um uh no, hopefully not hopefully basically not. <laughs> uh, so I'm she also defended <laughs> yeah, I, i'm so scared dude i'm so scared the, like uh, now here i go on, on a tangent <laughs> here go i i'm gonna go on a tangent now Every election is the most important election of our lifetime, and it's because the government keeps getting bigger and bigger and bigger. But correct me if I'm wrong. I think this might be the biggest, like, we're either going to stick with the sort of pseudo-American capitalist thing, or we're going to go all the way towards the socialist thing. Like, this is this is really It's not just that, that but, like, I, I give up on voters. Because, like, now is the time to look at the voting system and be like, this absolutely doesn't work. Something else is going on here. Is it the banks? Is it Wall Street? I don't know. But clearly... The deep state. (laughs) They're they're pandering to an an all-new level. Yeah. So, anyway. Literally buying your vote. Yeah. Here's Um, some stimulus money, which you're Uh, more or less forced to take because we shut down the economy. And statistics show that was probably a terrible idea. But anyway... Yeah, anyway. right. Um, it drives me crazy. But like, I am not hopeful at all. And I'm like, actually, genuinely, I've been looking at which country is my number two. If this thing starts oh. going under, don't don't be, be that guy. Mine don't would be, be that Republican guy, Texas. dude. <laughs> I'm moving to Canada if Obama I'm wins. Not, Guess I'm what, mother living, trucker? You're still here. <laughs> I'm not living under a seventy percent tax rate. I want to work. I want to like I want to make my life better than other people's because I worked harder than them. That's Honestly, what I want. I feel like my and first step. they won't step, let me do that. My first step is Republic of Texas, and we'll see if they push back or not. If they don't push <laughs> back, then like yeah, I'm not 100 percent sure what I'm going to do. Singapore, Texas maybe? has Austin know. though. Well, and that's that's the biggest detractor to everything that makes Texas great is and Austin is the coolest city in Texas that I know of that I've been to, but like. The people there are lefties. Yeah. I mean, like, I'm pretty, like, collapsitarian. Like, listening to Peter Schiff saying, like, yeah, the dollar's going to crash any day now. I'm like, Jesus Christ. I need oh, to get yeah. Out of here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, um, but anyways, that that's that's a completely other thing. I, I, I just derailed this again, even though I just said we've been derailed so much. Um, <laughs> Kamala Harris, she defended Johnny Baca's conviction for murder, even though judges found a prosecutor... Found a prosecutor presented false testimony at the trial. She relented only after a video of the oral argument received national attention and embarrassed her office. So she was wow. more than happy to let a person serve, uh, I'm assuming, life in prison just to save face. This is not a good person. There was also a case where clergy, I think, had molested um, some kids or young adults, something along those lines. And there was an entire investigation, I think, done by Hillenan. That's the, the guy's name that was leading that team. And she essentially sealed all those documents, what they found. So that's really real cool. Wait, the sealed the documents to keep the priests who were molesting kids from getting found out? Uh, after Harris took over as attorney general, she refused to release the files Hillenan collected regarding child abuse among the clergy. Oh, yes. I mean, I mean like, the, she, what a she, great person. There is a spot in hell for her. Like that. These are evil things. This woman is so, criminally unlikable. It was yeah. so bad. Um, I think Ryan and I are like texting back and forth. How like the more and more we were reading up on her, 
the yeah. more and more we just started to generate such negative emotions. Yeah, she's like, she is less likable than Hillary, which is just astounding. I the mean, problem is she comes across as more human. Far. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean, that, I that's the that difference. Is right. like, but that's the thing. One's it's a like, lizard, one's still a person, you know. <laughs> Did you see that facelift? Come on. No, for real. You saw I the think facelift. She's not a person. <laughs> that's the big thing between like Kamala and Hillary is that like we can make the lizard joke about Hillary because she's like barely human. Like she even like so many of her reactions towards things and like you remember the time she was in like I think it was Alabama and she oh, tried yeah. to do like a southern accent. She's like, yeah. you know, I was out running for president, and you're like, what the what what is freaking wrong with you? Whereas Kamala yeah. Harris comes across just as much as like, oh like. I could see myself having a beer with you that people I just couldn't. completely overlook so much of this. Like, but she, and, and she also hasn't had near as much power as Hillary. And so Hillary had the opportunity, which Kamala will have after November to do more and bigger and more convoluted evil. And so what we're seeing right now is small potatoes compared to Hillary, but gosh, you give Kamala Harris the seat of the vice president and later on the presidency the president. because yeah. Biden's unfit. Um, and this woman will do things that that are just straight up evil, and we won't care. Yeah. Just like we didn't care when Obama was killing kids. Just like we didn't care when Obama's got involved in other wars. Just like we didn't care or, when Obama armed ISIS. When, we, we don't care. Just to be fair, or when Trump was caging kids, or when Trump was killing kids, or just for the lefties out there, we love right. you. Come to our side. <laughs> and you know, Obama built the cages. So, <laughs> but Trump didn't tear him down. But Trump didn't what, tear him down. Which is true. Which is true. Just true. Yeah, I just gotta just gotta. I just struggle sure. with Democrat Jesus Obama because I'm like everyone's oh, like oh yeah. I mi-, like and I miss Obama all the time because I just miss hearing him talk. But there's also that side of me that's like, come on, man, he was great. Like my fellow Americans, my name is Barack See, Obama, I actually, and uh, I think we I need to go. I much prefer. In. I much prefer a Trump speech than an Obama speech because Trump sounds like a person, where Obama sounds like a politician. This is one of those and, moments where. Like, remember I told you it's going to keep a, a list of all the times you sound like a neocon. <laughs> I mean, this like, is one of them. <laughs> I mean, he sounds like one of us. Am I right? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, when a politician talks, I you can just smell BS. And with Trump, at least I know it's BS. Like, he's not hiding it, you know? that what a How sad is that? That that's why we like one more than the other. Yeah. So I know you don't like me. At least you're upfront about it. I mean, that's why I prefer like Confederate flag waving. I mean, I'm stereotyping here, but you know, Confederate flag waving, like the South will rise again, racists over right leaning or sorry, over left leaning woke people is because one of these people, I know you hate me, and I will not yeah. stop in your gas station in your neighborhood. These other people mm-hmm. have to mine their prejudice and their racism out of them and tell them, I don't need your help. I don't need a white savior. I don't need you to lower my test score so that I can oh, get in the same Jake, schools as you. Jake, you see, the system is built to benefit people of a lighter skin shade, so we need to overthrow the system for you. So you really you need us more than we need <laughs> you. And that's just uh, the truth. <laughs> Uh, I'm going to say this and I'm just going to say that if you feel like it needs to be edited out, you can edit it out. Thank you guys. I'm sorry. I just needed to get that off my chest. Oh, you're so fine. Um, All right. So we're back. So another thing, um, just cherry on the cake. uh, That's the word cherry on the cake. Cherry. What's the word? I'm on a low carb diet, so I wouldn't know. Icing on the cake. My ideas are keto. The cherry on top. Uh, <laughs> whatever the saying is, um, of her just being the worst person on the planet. Um, again, this is from the New York Times article. And it's surprising that the New York Times ran this. Well, when but did they run it? What's the date on it? Let me find out, because that's a great question. Because after the... Their, oh, January 17th. Yeah, after 20, their primaries, like, they ripped into her, for sure. Yeah, it was January 2019. Um, so then there's this paragraph and then there's Kevin Cooper, the death row inmate whose trial was infected by racism and corruption. He sought advanced DNA testing to prove his innocence, but Miss Harris opposed it after the New York times expose of the case went viral. She reversed her position. 
So again, once it made her look bad, she all of a sudden pretends to have a conscience, conscience and a soul. But when it's just behind closed doors, she's more than willing to ruin a person's well, life. Well, like, that's what's scary. Like, she, she does anything in her best interest. Like, when she was uh, asked the question about the straws, she's just like, oh, yeah, I hate straws. We'll get rid of them. Ex- oh, yeah, except those, those other straws are bad. Oh, yeah, we need innovation. Oh, yeah, okay. What do you guys want me to say so that you'll like me? There was also that one time she said... Uh, we might need to look at how to create incentives to not eat red meat. And oh, right, right, right. Like we're gonna ban hamburgers uh, or limit and uh, ration out hamburgers. Um, so the lunch boys. We are called the lunch boys because this podcast was born out of lunch, where all of us were eating red meat. By the way, and yeah, so this the is best an assault meals. on our freedoms. <laughs> That's. <laughs> <laughs> and what was it? Three weeks ago, I made dry aged ribeyes for the guys. Oh, yeah. And then last amazing. weekend, I made LA style and gourmet style smash burgers. I ground the beef myself. It was so good, fam. And so, all that yeah. to say, I think in honor of Kamala Harris, I should only make red meat for the boys. I had oh, three hamburgers idea. for one meal. I, I blew through my ration <laughs> in a day. Because <laughs> yeah, so, they're, um, they're about to have more dry-aged ribeyes at Whole Foods. I think they come out tomorrow. Ooh. Make it happen. Um, <laughs> so I, w- I will say after, like Henry said, the more we researched, the more we hated this person. Oh, she's I awful. I will say this actually did more than anybody has ever done. This is Rothbard, Woods, all of them. This has done more swaying of me towards a private court system than anything. I'm like, if this is what's going on in a public court system, and the only thing that'll flip decisions that are so blatantly wrong is public outcry, what's the difference? Maybe ANCAP is possible. (laughs) Oh, yeah, that's a good point. I mean, yeah, because she's purposing this for power. Yeah. Yeah, like, justice doesn't exist if this is how it's being kind of thrown around and used, you know? Like, this isn't this isn't fair. This isn't just, like, private agencies. I could see how they could do better. I mean, the enforcement part is where I'm still kind of hung up, but I'm like, man, private arbitration systems would do a lot better job than this. They would have incentive to. But if you think about it, like... The the Constitution itself, I don't think it's perfect by any means. Obviously, no. it basically doesn't work. But that it's being largely said, ineffective. <laughs> <laughs> it is a pretty incredible document. That being said, it is pre- like those guys really did, especially so many years ago, really think through so many different issues with the human condition. And one of the biggest issues with the Constitution is that it's a piece of paper. And if it was like a philosophy that people actually cared about, it would, in fact, work today. Um, but yeah. it's a piece of paper that we can just go, eh, it doesn't matter right now. Um, so that being said, like, I honestly believe that communities of people could come up with something as masterful as the constitution. Like as far as like how well wrought it is and how well thought out it is to be able to figure out like a private court system and a private police system and private schooling systems and private school, by the way, shouldn't mean, like, the school where the rich kids go. It just means that it's privately run. Like, it's not run by the government. Um, and the same thing with the you'll core notice, systems. You'll notice that everything that the government runs, when you put the word private in front of it, all of a sudden it's crazy expensive. Not saying it's a coincidence, but yeah, private health care, massively expensive, massively run by government. Private schools, massively expensive massively subsidized and regulated by government and Every better one of them <laughs> and better but then you also have to pay for the public as on top of your private right which, you know and, and I love that's the, the idea, funny thing about but... taxes is that fifteen thousand dollars a student doesn't hurt that bad when it just comes out your paycheck but when you mm-hmm. actually have to take a second mortgage on your house to put your kid through school it'll change your opinions i love the I, I love the idea and it does sound great but i'm so cynical at this point seeing what the two candidates are that I feel like to be able to convince the people that are right now swayed to vote either party of these two mm-hmm. main parties, the fact that you would have to take some sort of a brilliant idea and now explain it 
to everybody. I just, I feel like there's absolutely no way. It is well, baked into the cake that an answer for any sort of like libertarian market thing can never get put through because the entire world lives off of sound bites and TikToks and Instagram stories. Like our attention span I was as a country, just about to say long. that. <laughs> and like, like, like for real, because like even this, all, everything about Harris right now. If you took five minutes just to go through her track record, you would be convinced that this is you'd be the, horrified. This is the worst movie you've ever seen in your life, right? Yeah, gag reflex. Yeah, you look at like Trump and kind of what he represents. What, right? <laughs> so, yeah. and it takes so little effort, yet so few people are interested in investing that time. They bury themselves in echo chambers online. They only listen mm-hmm. to podcasters that they like, and yeah. there you go. And now that's why we're screwed. I feel like the only way we could potentially do this is if uh, people donated their land somewhere. I mean, and then uh, essentially a small community was able to do it. And that's about it. Yeah. And like what I kind of think is the most either everyone's going to have a change of heart and just vote libertarian for 40 years and like we'll just end up. But like, let's, let's, we're not, that's not going to, it's not ever going to happen. Um, I mean, I think, yeah. I think the way it's going to happen likely is we're going to end up at such a crossroads that we'll either have some sort of societal collapse or we'll just all agree that the country needs to break up. And I know Jake and I, especially, I don't know, Henry, about you. Um, we're pretty pro secession and that like Very, California yeah. and Alabama are exactly the opposite. So why should they have anything to do with each other except for trade? Maybe, you know, is, this, is secession considered an act of war? I would argue. Thanks no, to Abe Lincoln. Maybe. But that's a complicated thing to get into because a lot of what Abe Lincoln did was actually incorrect. Um, and what was sold to the col- to the colonies that became the states to to ratify the Constitution was most ultimately violated by Lincoln because they technically had a clause where they were allowed to leave if anything that they promised mm-hmm. they didn't do. Um, I'm really glad Lincoln did that because you know forced labor and cotton not a great idea. But um, from yeah. a governmental <laughs> standpoint, it did change how the how we functioned because there was a much mm-hmm. more of a state identity. Um, Robert E. Lee was not a perfect person, but I know that for him, the principal issue had a lot less to do with slavery and a lot more to do with Virginia. And he loved Virginia more than anything. Um, and it was after the civil war that Mm -hmm. it was America. We love America. And that tiny little piece of history really, I think is one of the most detrimental things that ever happened to our country is that now we didn't love Texas or we didn't love Alabama or we didn't love New York or we didn't love Washington state. Like that was home. We love America. Like that's home. And as soon as that happened, it actually opened up the door for more socialism than just about anything. I think. Yeah. I mean, cause I, I, it's surprising that people don't talk about that as an option um, cause it just seems like and Tom Woods even has a speech called secession, the reasonable answer that everybody ignores. And it's like, well, why don't to we, me, there was a secession movement. What? Henry, I was what? just going to say that there was a secession movement that took place. Um, I don't know, during Obama's, uh, administration where a lot of countries were just organizing the idea. So it seems states? as... What did I just say? You said countries. countries. Oh, yeah. Well, future countries. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so it's not that foreign of an idea. Yeah. I guess it's just a matter of can people not be distracted for two seconds and actually. And like, well, there, there's actually a lot of political pressure against it right now, because even right now with the second round of stimulus bills that they're thinking of doing for covid, um, a huge part of those stimulus bills. And I think the impetus for that stimulus bill is to bail out uh, Democratic run states or a lot of the yep. legislation and a lot of the ideas that we want to see enacted. Not we as in the lunch boys, but we as in the. The, the left-leaning world that we're living in today um, want to see enacted in the country are tanking financially uh, those states. And so states like, I think, California, uh, Oregon, Washington State, New York City, or not New York City, New York State, um, I think those are some of the states that are on the docket for that. And so the reason mm-hmm. why I think secession is not talked about is because the establishment knows that would be the end of those states and that they couldn't, if they were financially responsible and the financial... Uh, uh, 
there's a word I was looking for, but I lost it. But anyway, the financial if the financial responsibility rested on the states, that they would implode. Like California would implode tomorrow if it didn't have the federal if it wasn't able to suck at the teat of the federal government. Same thing with the state know, of New but York. That might actually fix it. It might actually. Fix I know, it but they don't. That's bad for the establishment, and it's bad for those left-leaning people that are in federal government because that is mm-hmm. the ultimate proof that their ideas are failures. And so, yeah. the, I think there's a lot. It's like a, actually a pretty uh, decent power play by the left, in particular, to go like, no, 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 no. We can't talk about secession. We're going to suppress any ideas of secession because this is the 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 um, the the petri dish that we use to test out these ideas is growing mold and we don't want anyone to yeah. smell it. And it's, it's just all the like reason for other States to leave. Well, yeah. Well, yeah. especially a state like Texas that, you know, to a degree is very financially secure. And it's one of the few States that produces. So you mm-hmm. have a state like Texas that's like, we're doing fine <laughs> and doesn't even have a state income tax. And they're doing fine by the way which is a great case for how less taxation creates some economic growth. People are moving to Texas. People are going there because it's better to start their business. On Um, that, I am tired of politicians in the age of COVID saying, oh, well, the American people need an economic break and we need to boost production and spending. Let's cut taxes. So you're admitting that the economy would grow faster (laughs) if we cut taxes, but we're only going to do it because you put 40 million people out of work, so now your tax base is 10% smaller, and now you're not getting the payday you want. I am over that. Yeah. Anyways, we're out of time. On that note, uh, just around an hour and five minutes, I think. Um, try to keep these relatively short. Um, so yeah, Kamala person. Uh, Kamala let's take a person. Vote. <laughs> Kamala, wow, Kamala Harris is <laughs> Kamala That's Harris amazing. is a terrible person. Let's take a vote. Aye, 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 aye. Yes. All right. If only so we, good. if only we collectively had sixty million votes. <laughs> the the new national anthem is going to be da 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 da. da. <laughs> <laughs> and there's going to be a line of prisoners with chains around their legs walking towards the nearest cotton field because Kamala Harris needed a new pillow. And it's like, oh, what are you in for? It's like smoking weed. No. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I said anyways. it. <laughs> and, anyways. Modern day slave wages, AOC. Uh, that's your president. <laughs> <laughs> if, if you're a lefty or a progressive listening, I hope we've made a a decent case as to why you shouldn't trust any of these monsters, but especially Kamala. Um, leave us five stars on iTunes. Helps it a lot. Again, we <laughs> send the, the four stars back. <laughs> we'll see. Uh, lefties, if you hate us, don't leave a comment. Um, on Instagram, at the Lunch Boys Pod. On Twitter, at the Lunch Boys PO1. Or is it Lunch Boys PO1? Man, we should know that. The better. Lunch Boys PO1. The Lunch Boys PO1. All right, we'll get that eventually. We're only 17 in. Um, again, five-star review. Uh, tell your friends, and we will see you next time. Bye. Well, that's it for this week's edition of Lunch Boys. Join us again next week as we watch the boys take one step closer to getting canceled. Bye-bye now. Stay safe out there. There's a lot of COVID. You might get it. You might not. Wear a mask. Or don't. Who knows? But whatever you do, have a strong opinion about it.